Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining in for another episode of Therapy is Life, where thinking, feeling, and experiencing well-being is what we do. Today, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and mental health. I have with me Anthony Miller, the mentor and mind coach and the business credit funding therapist. How you doing, Tony? Man, I'm doing excellent, man. It's great to be back on the show. And uh, I'm looking forward to this to this episode. I believe that we're going to drop some gems and the people who listen in, they're going to be blessed. This is going to be one of those episodes that you have to rewind. So I know one of the things that um, people want to, what may want to know is what is a business credit funding therapist? Well, it's just like a mental health therapist. So I have my license as a mental health therapist, but I also know that when you get credit that you need to have someone on your side who can guide you through the process. So when I say business credit funding therapist, I'm the type of person that you would come to just like if you was coming to a mental health therapist. Hey, I have an issue with my money. I have an issue with my credit. How can you help me solve my problems? So that's why I call myself the business credit funding therapist. Mm, I, I, I love it, Tony. I love it because when I think about it, having good credit can be much better than having $100,000 in the bank. Because you can have $100,000 in the bank, but when you got good credit, you can borrow me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> you can borrow. And if you ever, you know, of course, when you need money or you need to do something, you can do it because you ain't got to worry about somebody saying, um, your credit, uh, you like this, you need a co-signer and all these things. You know, we have to go through... Uh, we have to get a car. We need appliances. And if we need a house or any of those things, our credit is all messed up. And it's like, geez, when geez. your credit, when your credit is good, when it's, when it's excellent, actually, man, you save a lot of money. So if you buy a car, you spoke of buying a car. If you have good credit and a good credit score in my mind is a 780. Some mm -hmm. people say a 680, but a 680 is just going to barely get you in the door. You're not going to get the, the great interest rates with a 680 credit score. The banks and credit unions, they consider a 780 a perfect credit score, even though we know that a perfect credit score is 850. You don't need an 850. A 780 is perfect. You got a 780 credit, credit score. You go, you're going to pay lower. You're going to pay a lower amount for your insurance on anything that you insure. You're going to pay a lower amount for your car note. You're going to pay a lower amount for your mortgage. Anything that you buy that they attach interest to, you're always going to pay a lower amount. So you always want to have great credit. Now, it's not just about great credit. It's about the credit profile. I always say you want to build a pristine credit profile, and it's 411. 
my simple formula is four credit cards, one installment loan, one mortgage. If you don't have a mortgage, two installment loans. An installment loan is just what we talked about, a car note, a personal loan. You got 411, you will easily get that 780 FICO score. But just like with mental health therapy, when, you're, when your therapist, your counselor gives you homework assignments, you got to do it. When the business credit funding therapist like myself gives you a homework assignment, you got to do that as well. And what what might we tell you? If you mm. come to uh, Brother McGee and you're dealing with depression, he's going to do his diagnosis. He's going to prescribe a remedy for you. And then he's going to give you exercises either to do outside the therapy, therapy session or in the therapy session with him. Same thing if you come to me. I'm going to diagnose your problem. I'm going to give you a prescription. And I'm going to say, here's the remedy. Now do this homework. So one of the things that I might give you is to pay down your credit card debts. For example, I had a client, she came to me, she had like a 725. I asked her, what's, I looked at her profile and I said, hey, you can get to a 780 easily. You got a, a number of credit cards with outstanding balances. Number one, if you can, you don't want to keep the balances. I said, get all of those balances down except for one. I call it AZO, all zeros except one. If you have four credit cards, you want to get all those credit card balances down to zero except for one. The one that you keep a balance on, let it be $99. Watch your score go up 150 points. Mm. These, hey, man, you dropping some gems, man. You dropping some gems. And, and this is critical to problem solving and, and getting more control of your life, which also influences our mental health. And, and thank you, Tony, for, for sharing that. You know, when I think about credit... I, and I oftentimes associated with buying cars. And I remember buying a car and having bad credit and realizing when I bought a car at the time for $12,000 because my because of my interest rate was so high, by the time I paid the car off, I had paid for it twice. Yes. I had yes. paid for the car twice by the time I paid it off. And so when I hear people having these high car notes, I always ask, what is your interest rate? What are, what are you paying? Because you're going to pay for that car two or three times. That's three cars you could have bought <laughs> because yeah. of the interest rate. And if I could add to that, I know we got to move on, but I want to yes. add one piece to that car note. A lot of our people have high interest rates. I mean, their, their credit is... They might be in the fives. Mm -hmm. They might be a 529 FICO score, and then they go apply for a car. And the car dealership is going to find you a car. They will find you one. But just like <laughs> McGee said, you're going to pay three times for that car. In Ohio, some of you all who live in Ohio, you're very lucky. Because in Ohio, the maximum APR that they can charge you is 30%. But I've Woo! met a lot of people that are 20 27% for a loan. But here's the thing. If any of you have a family member or if you served in the military, you got to join Navy Federal Credit Union. It is one of the most giving credit unions in the country. Navy Federal Credit Union will open, they will lay out the red carpet for you when it comes to car loans. I had a client his interest rate was 24%. Now, I called Navy Federal pretending to be him. I said, I would like to refinance my car because my interest rate is too high. 
the spokesperson said, okay, so Mr. Miller, what term do you want? Do you want 48 months, 36 months? I said 36 months. She says, do you know the VIN number? I said, yes, gave her the VIN number. Then she said, she put me on hold. She came back and said, okay, Mr. Miller, I can offer you this. So for a 36 month term, now McGee, I want you to guess what she offered me. He was paying 24%. What do you think the rep from Navy Federal offered me? 12%? 3.97. No. Woo! 3.97. Now, the rates for autos have gone up slightly because I checked recently with Navy Federal. I think it's 4.24, something, something like that. But this was mm -hmm. like two years ago. But for those of you who are listening, you want to join Navy Federal Credit Union. If you don't know, if you don't have a family member that is that served in the military, and if mm -hmm. you're not in the military, I can show you how to get in. Now, some people have been getting in trouble because they've been charging people to help them get in Navy Federal. I will not charge you. I will just give you a little play. You run it, you'll get in. Mm. Look, Tony, since, since we own this, since we own this, uh, can I run it a little farther? Uh, yes, you know, I, I, we gonna get to the plan. We gonna we gonna we gonna get to the plan. We gonna get to the process, and we gonna get to the promise, because yes, that's sir. where we're trying to go. But this is an important part of it. Tell me something, sir. Um, how do you think our credit and our finances impacts our self esteem? Oh, it's it's a big factor. Because especially with men, men and women, but especially with men, when we don't have our finances in order, we really don't want to be married. Mm. Our money is, we're so tied to our money. That's why a lot of men, they hustle to get money. They do things that sometimes that they shouldn't do to get money because money is self-esteem. A lot of people, the more money that we have, the better we feel. Mm. It, it's just a fact of living in these United States of America. So it, mm. it is intrinsically tied to our self-esteem. Now, mm. what I will say is money does not necessarily have to define you because you're more than money. There's mm. more aspects about you. You have talents. You have abilities. Kindness. If you are a man or a woman, if you have kindness, to me, that's more than credit. That's more than money. That's more than having $150,000 in your bank account. If you are kind to people, because how many people are kind? Mm. A lot of people are not kind, maybe because it, it could be a number of reasons why they're not kind. But if you're kind, you're going to stand out from the crowd. If mm. you have good customer service, you're going to stand out from the crowd. I was in the bank the other day dealing, trying to resolve an issue. And the assistant uh, branch manager, the way that she helped me, I felt like I was a king. She got on that phone. She was making multiple phone calls. She kept me abreast of the whole conversations, and I felt taken care of. Now, the issue wasn't resolved, but I, you know what I did? I asked her for her boss's number. She gave me her email, and I wrote her a, a 5.0 review, man. She didn't ask me. I did it because she took good care of me. So self-esteem is it's, it's sort of tied to money. But it's more than self-esteem. What is the quality of your character? Like Martin Luther King said, the content mm. of my character. I want to be judged, not necessarily on how I look, but how do I treat you? What's inside of me? Mm. 
such such true such good points tony you know i i have talked to quite a few people that seem to define them their whole sense of self around their financial capacities and you know they're always uh worried about money and and so you know that's the constant fight for them to to be in a, in a good place financially but so much of our happiness is around being able to regulate ourselves and how we spend money, uh, knowing what we really need to have and don't have, and and being able to treat people the right way. Because I think the greatest human skill is people skills. Because you can be smart as I don't know what, <laughs> and when you don't have any people skills, man, look, you ain't gonna do, you ain't gonna be that successful anyway. But you could have really good people skills and the money will come because you knew how to use those intrinsic internal skills to make a way for yourself in other ways. Yeah, that man, you hit the nail on the head with that one. And, and you know, when we talk about mental health and entrepreneurship, it's about serving people. Mm. So entrepreneurship at its heart is servitude. It's serving an audience. And right. you have to treat that audience well. So, for example, one of my clients, he had an issue with managing his anger. He owned, I won't say his industry, because I don't want him to know that I'm talking about him, but I won't say his industry. So he had it, he was in the industry and he would be really hard on his employees. And they kept quitting one after another. He would hire somebody. He said, Anthony, I'm so tired of hiring people. And after I got to know him, I said, you know what? The reason why the people don't stay is because you yell. When you get upset, you scream. And I said, have you ever screamed at an em employee in front of customers? And he says, regrettably, yes, I have. And I said, man, you, you cannot do that. Because not only are you serving the people who come in to buy your product, you're serving the employees. The, mm. You have to treat people with kindness, man. You, you got to you know, treat people like you want to be treated. But sometimes we get this entitlement. Hey, I built this business up so I can talk to people any way I want to. Yeah. You know, I can, I can step on people's toes because, Hey, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be employed here. We can't have that mindset. Being an entrepreneur is hard. There's so many ebbs and flows. You, you jump out into a space of uncertainty. You have an idea and you have you, you develop a plan and you you um you hope that you can be successful but it's hard i remember starting my own business and in the very foundations of it i was working at a a at a job and at that time my job was struggling itself and so people were saying gerald man things are bad right now why do you want to leave and try to do your own things? And my thought was, listen, I could stay here and do bad or I could go and work for myself and do bad, but at least I won't have any regrets. But to have your own business is hard because of all the ebbs and flows. You don't know all the things you have to manage and deal with. And of course, it's your dream. It's your ideas, your concept. You build it. And and, and I think for many people, it can cause them to have a lot of anxiety. It can cause them to have a lot of depression. It can cause them to have 
adjustment issues. It could trigger that PTSD. It can influence relationship issues. It can it can cause all kinds of problems for people. And we want to talk about that some more. So this is what we're going to do. In our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. About this. We're going to get into the the uh, the plan. We're going to get into the process. And we're going to get into the promise when you are an entrepreneur because you're going to catch it. But you can make it happen if you keep on pressing towards your goal. We'll talk to you soon in the next episode. And if you like this discussion, please like us, subscribe. And we always want your comments. This was a free-flowing one. So y'all just hey, put it down so we can know and we can grow. Talk to you later.